fed up. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Care, the 180 Degrees of Impact podcast. My name is Matt Scott, and today I'm really glad to be bringing to you an unprecedented interview for 180 Degrees of Impact, and it is with Kim Fredericks Bowman, who works with the organization Fraser, Minnesota's largest, most experienced provider of autism services and other services for those with special needs. And the thing that's unprecedented about this is that Kim is the mother of Nathan Bowman, who is someone I know through the organization Net Impact, which has more than 350 chapters worldwide for the 20s and Change series. I interviewed Nathan then alongside Eric Dowds, and the powerful thing about talking with Nathan and then talking with his mother later was just seeing all the similarities and also the admiration that she had for him as a person, as an advocate. One fun thing that I want to point out is that Kim's title for her book or documentary would be Fed Up, and coincidentally, Nathan's title for his book or documentary is Turning Frustration into Advocacy. So I think you see the the family resemblance there, and I think one thing I really loved about them is how they're both turning that frustration into advocacy and making a positive impact in the world. One thing that I really want to note and make sure that you all know is that starting next week, next Monday on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, I'll be starting to share the 20s and Change series of interviews over the podcast. And the reason I'm doing this is because the film is in progress, but there's so much great insight in those interviews that has been waiting to be shared with the world, and I can't wait any longer. So I'm going to start to put that out there into the world, and I really hope that you visit www.lets.care and you make sure to sign up to the email list to, to get updates as these interviews are going out. Also, I want you to know that rather than just sharing the interviews in a linear format, one thing I'm going to do that is sort of a challenge is that I am going to use a randomizer app and essentially spin a wheel to determine which interview to share which week. And this way, we don't have to wait 14 weeks or so or two months time to hear something, something that was later on in the week for Eric and I might pop up earlier in the podcast. And I think that'll be one fun thing about sharing the interviews with all of you and completely unexpected for me. I also, before diving in, just want to give a shout out to Nathan, who since doing the interview with me and Eric back in June 2019, has been hired as a field organizer with Biden for President. So again, one thing that's so powerful is seeing the growth and the development of the different interviewees, and I really can't wait for you to hear Nathan's interview. So without further ado, thank you for listening. I'm excited for you to hear from Kim, and here's our interview. Take a listen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to 180 Degrees of Impact. My name is Matt Scott, and today I have the the honor, the privilege of being joined by Kim Bowman, who has a beautiful Christmas tree in the background. Uh, happy holidays, Kim. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. How's, 
how is your, your, I'll say your holiday season going so far? It's going pretty well. That's good to hear. Oh, it's very cold here. <laughs> very cold. How cold is, is very cold in, in Minnesota? Yeah, it's been about one or two degrees the last couple of days. So. Uh, uh, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm in Washington, D.C., and I've, I've had some conversations with people where I've said, oh, it's getting really cold, and that here is about 30 degrees, and so I... I admire you for managing and dealing with that, but I'm guessing you're used to it by now. Yeah, and it could be worse too. So it could, it could be. <laughs> it, and, oh gosh, okay. Well, it's, it's, I think it is beautiful. I think I see the, we have the, the Christmas tree in the background, but also the snow in the distant, distance, yeah. if anyone's watching on the video version. And just as we get started, I, I think, uh, People who are listening are probably wondering who you are, Kim, and I'd, I'd love if you could introduce yourself to the 180 Degrees of Impact audience. Sure. So I, well, Kim Fredericks Bowman is my name, and I, I'm originally from Iowa. I'm the oldest of five in that family, and I moved to Minnesota. I want to move to the big city. Um, actually, it was 30 years ago this year, so I guess we call this home now. Uh -huh. And um, I work for a nonprofit here in um, Ridgefield, Minnesota, and its name is Fraser, and I'm a benefits manager there. So, yeah. one son who you know, and um, he's an adult college graduate now, so um, that's kind of my life. Yeah, thank you for that, that introduction, and there are a lot of ways, directions to go from there, but I think the, the first one is that your son is, well, could you tell us about your, your son, your son, Nathan? Yeah, my son, um, he, he graduated about five years ago. He moved out to San Francisco and graduated from San Francisco State this year, and he's really passionate about civic engagement and really passionate, actually. <laughs> so, um, he that's what he likes to do and he's taught me a lot there and pushed me a little bit to be more civically engaged and I learn a lot from him and so I know you guys know each other and that's yeah. that's how we got connected yeah and I'm I'm thankful for even just the connection to him to start out because something that I that I thought about is just how uh, even just doing these interviews it is Sometimes just one event happens, then the next, then the next. I was introduced to someone from the, the National Net Impact Organization, and then they introduced me to Nathan, and then, of course, Nathan introduced me to you. And so I think there's an interesting series of events and, and coincidences that happened that kind of led us here. And, and, you know, something that you said before we even started, which I thought was really interesting, is that you mentioned not seeing yourself as a change maker. Uh, and, and so I'd love to ask a, a, about that. Um, you know, maybe why you don't see yourself as a change maker, what do you, you see yourself as? What's a better like, label to put on yourself? You know, I just see myself as a, a normal person, just going to work, a mom, uh, um, coming home. And I, I do spend a lot of time with people in my job um, with healthcare and, and, you know, talking to them about their personal finance and learning and, um, 
teaching people, educating people on employer-sponsored benefit plans. So I probably talk about it a lot, but my intent, you know, isn't always to, you know, make change. Yeah. I'm just usually talking about it probably. Yeah. So yeah, it was like when he said he mentioned to you that we should talk, I'm like, what? What are we going to talk about? I don't have anything to say. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and I think it's it's interesting. And, and so another thing I wanted to do, uh, just based on your introduction, uh, but in general, it would just be to have you uh, explain more about what you're doing in your role as a benefits manager and how that fits into the the work or the how that supports the work of of Fraser overall. Sure. So the company I work for is, um, we have about a thousand full-time employees and about 400 um, part-time employees. So I spend a lot of time talking to people, not just about healthcare, but other voluntary benefits. And I think, you know, just through the generations, we've lost some of that. I know when I was a kid, I talked about it all the time with my parents and grandparents, and it was just something we did and you know looking back and some of the events that happened in my life it really drove where we lived what we did you know all of those things and so um for me it's just normal conversations and so sometimes when i'm talking with people who don't understand it don't even understand the basics and sometimes people are really actually angry that they have to have insurance and things so i really spend a lot of time trying to understand points of view and so in some ways it's just kind of um, you know the standard um, enrollment mm -hmm. you know your effective date but then other times it's really deep conversations about what is life insurance and why do we need it what is health care um, and why do we need it and um, particularly since the Affordable Care Act came into play um, mm -hmm. 10 years ago now you know, really there's been a lot of attention to it and and a lot of feelings attached to it and emotion and um, particularly depending on political party, you know, so sitting in my office, you really have to listen to both sides and understand both sides because people come in with misperceptions about what, what they need and what they want and yeah. what they should have. Yeah. So, Anyway, that's kind of what I do on a daily basis. I just, people come in my office or make a phone call in and every conversation is different. Yeah. And it's really educating people. I think it's so interesting to think about not just the work that you do, and I appreciate you giving that, that context um, even more, even more than just sharing the role. I really appreciate you even just talking about some of the, um, thinking or the mindset that's needed to really see both sides and understand where people are coming from, which is a good lesson for anyone who is working to make a difference or, or anyone in our world, frankly, I think. Uh, but, you know, the, the other piece of that that I think is interesting is that you've worked with Fraser for, uh, for a while, I believe almost 17 years. Isn't that right? Yeah. I've been there almost 17 years and I have a really wide staff base so everybody you know 18 to 80 oh. um, language barriers all um educated
educational levels. Mm-hmm. And so really, you know, that level of communication that I experience every day and, and not just the political, that absolutely factors into it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, belief systems and then people are out talking to their families yeah. and this is what you should be doing. And, and so then you have another layer or another phone call from a parent or, or a spouse oh, wow. who doesn't agree with or doesn't like what you're talking to your person or your employees about. So um, it's really a, it's a big uh, circle, actually. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think one thing that's fascinating to me, though, so the work that I do for the most part is, or at least really started around social impact, but marketing. So using marketing to better tell the stories of, of impactful people. And then out of that passion really came 180 degrees of impact where I'm interviewing people and sharing those stories. And so I, you know, thinking about that idea, like you have, you could be a benefits manager at, you know, an organization that, that doesn't do great things, or you could be a benefits manager in an organization which does. And so I kind of wonder what for you has like been the appeal of, of Brazier and, and being part of that, that team. So working at Frazier being a nonprofit, I think was, and, and then just at Frazier specifically, the culture is so great, but really my customers are, you know, the employees at Frazier and they're out there um, working with children with autism people in group homes, people in the family home who have disabilities. And so really, you know, it's important for me to make sure that things are stable, as stable as they possibly can in their personal life as far as their benefits and having good information out there, um, having a good database where they can get in and enroll so that it's easily understood and being available so that they don't have to spend a lot of time understanding you know, so Fraser's been great that way. And um, we have so many satellite sites. So it is kind of a challenge that way. We have um, clinics in, you know, all the suburbs around Minneapolis. So it's not like I can get in a meeting room and, you know, have a big discussion with people. It's really one-on-one, you know, being available to to their free time, you know, they're locked in a classroom or no, I shouldn't say locked in. They're not locked in, but their schedules are pretty tight. Yeah. And I just need to be available for them. Yeah. And there's all, there's a lot though. And they, you know, I, I think something that comes, it, it's interesting even that you, um, cause in, in a lot of ways, I know that you backed away from this, but the, they are in a way based on their passion for what they're doing, I'm sure. And just based on how, personal and meaningful the work that Frazier is doing that they are sort of like as with any advocates who are passionate about what they're working on they're really kind of locked in and focused on something and I think it's positive to have people who could step in and actually make sure that they have they're making smart decisions for themselves and really taking care of themselves Um, and that I think that's one reason why if I haven't said it already why I think of you as a change maker because you have the caregivers and I'll call them caregivers and people who are making a difference, but then those people also need support. And that's also something that I feel, at least in my experience and all the people I've interviewed, 
I, I hear about the people who provide that support and people like you, but I don't, I don't interview people like you enough who are actually like making it possible for people to do this kind do whatever impactful work they're doing. So. Well, thank you. You know, I, and, and that's where I go back to, I really, you know, people that I work with have gone to school for behavior therapy or some kind of rehabilitation or, mm-hmm. or maybe just a caregiver in a home, you know, where they're helping people cook and clean and do laundry. And it's not their expertise. Right. And so benefits are important. Different benefits are important to different people. And so where somebody may not need dental insurance and, you know, a flexible spending plan, is really important to them. So really just taking that time to spend with them 10, 15 minutes can really open it up um, really important financial opportunities for them. And mm-hmm. it might be just the EAP or it could be the whole medical plan and explaining what a deductible is or mm-hmm. you know, some little copay or something like that. Something that comes really natural to me yeah. might not make sense to somebody who has four years of school or, or an advanced degree even. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's fascinating to think about. And then, I mean, as a follow-up also just thinking about, um, you know, thinking about the work that they do and the work that they're uh, more specialized in, I, I would imagine that just being around people who are doing that that important work when it comes to autism and I know Frazier works with I believe it's 100 more than 100 other disabilities or disorders and so are there things that you've picked up along your journey because it sounds like um, you know you didn't approach Frazier looking for looking to work with autism or with um, you know different different disorders and disabilities and so I would just love to hear more about what you've picked up along along the way. Sure. So actually, I started out my career working at with people in the group home. Oh. So I um, sort of evolved that way and became a supervisor. And then I kind of got into training, training people on, um, you know, new hire orientation or CPR or behavioral therapy or, you know, health information when HIPAA came out. So um, I kind of evolved that way. And then I ended up landing in the benefit program when there became an opening here at Fraser. So I started out in training and then I just really wanted more business experience. And I think just with um, how I grew up with my family and some of the circumstances that happened when I was a kid, I think it was just a natural fit for me. And so it worked out really great. So I've been in benefits here probably 16 of the 17 years yeah. that I was there so it was really um, a really good fit for me and I think when we started out at Frasier there, there were 500 employees at the time and it's grown to almost it will probably be a 1500 I would guess by the end of next year easily yeah. um, wow of the programs are growing there's so many children that need services and so there's a lot of expansion going on and so i'm fortunate to be there um working with that's amazing and i think it just to build on or to build on this i think you know you mentioned one thing was that you felt like this was a natural fit for you and i think that's like sometimes tough for people 
especially um, younger people or people who are just figuring out their path, they, people I've met at least often struggle to find like something that is a natural fit for them and something that, that um, just feels like it fits like a glove to them. And so I wonder from you, like, how did you know that this was something that would be a natural fit for you? Or when did you have that realization? Well, it was probably at a couple years, you know, into the job mm. where after starting talking to people and they really didn't understand um, what the employer sponsor benefit, the value of it. Yeah. And so, and even, you know, when my son was growing up, you know, I had these conversations with him and he'd have insurance card in his wallet. And when he went to the doctor, I'd teach him how to use it and things. And then as, you know, you know, my job progressed and I'm meeting with people and they have no idea, you know, maybe they're on their parents and their parents aren't talking to them about it. Yeah. Or they wouldn't even know where to get an insurance card or how to use it. I started realizing that maybe there's something different about me, but it was just such a natural thing when I was growing up. My, you know, my, well, my dad, when, when I was about 10 years old, he was a heating and air conditioning guy and he had a bad accident and became oh, wow. disabled. So he um, could never work again after that. Spent a lot of time in the hospital, a lot of surgeries, rehabbing. And so he couldn't work. And my mom had to be the breadwinner of the family. Go get the insurance plan for the family. And then we had to move because she needed a better insurance plan. Um, and so we moved when I was in about 10th grade. So insurance sort of drove a lot of our culture and our family and even that you know spending time with my grandparents I spent a lot of time with my grandparents being the oldest of five I would go there for a month in the summer pretend that I was an only child I think <laughs> but um you know they were that children of farmers really poor coming up in the depression yeah. who got jobs at um you know, the, a plant in town and got really phenomenal retirement plans and insurance plans. And so it really, I really saw how a plan like that could build your wealth. Oh, wow. and, um, so I think I just learned at a very young age, but I didn't realize it when I took the job that came later after I sort of met with people and talked to people and realized it's not a normal thing for most people. Yeah. People have to learn it and understand. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. And it, it's interesting to think through uh, just how with, I'm, I, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head a, a little bit around just this idea that you, you of course, uh, have been doing this work, but, you know, you were informed by not just you know, your own experience with your parents, but then by the next generation. And so it's really fascinating to see uh, sometimes just how long standing these things are. Like some people don't realize why they're doing the work that they're doing. They might have a story similar to yours, but I think it takes uh, some thinking and reflection and maybe an aha moment for them to uh, realize like, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Right. And it's so, it's, it is a good feeling when you, when you really have a good conversation with somebody. And I can think of one gal that I met with and she really came in to my office, really upset, didn't 
think that she had much. And I just pulled up her benefit screen and we just went down one by one, kind of talked to some of the, her about some of the value adds that are within those plans. And she walked out, it was like the, the lights were turned on for her. Uh-huh. And really she, you know, walking out the door, you're not doing as bad as you think you are. So sometimes it's just a matter of really digging in and, or even digging into one or two of those benefit plans and getting on the website of the carrier and finding out some of these value added services that they have. And there's a lot embedded within there. You can really learn a lot and, and really advance your personal finance by just taking the time, which is another thing a lot of people don't want like to do. Take the time, which yeah. is understandable. It's hard. It's like a class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, it's, it's when you started to say that I was thinking about the class and similarly how there's, there aren't enough hours in the day to it too. That's the other piece of it. And so I, I just, it's really fascinating to, to understand like just the impact. And it's, it's cool for me to hear about the impact that your work can have. I mean, I know in my own experiences as someone who I'm 20, 27 and I've had a couple, well, a couple of jobs full time and then other, you know, internships before that even. And it's really been amazing how much I've, I've, I've been so thankful for the HR and, you know, benefits managers that I've worked with because they've really <laughs> put on a lot of light bulbs for me because I wouldn't otherwise know, you know, it's not like uh, there was a course in school that focused on, on benefits and insurance. So I think that, you know, it's, it's good that there are people like you who are able to do that, but especially in an organization that is making a positive difference while it's all happening. Yeah, and that's the great thing about my organization too. They really allow people to take the time to, you know, we'll have a one-on-one meeting with, you know, a retirement advisor from our retirement plan and come in and and they let them come out and spend 15, 20 minutes talking about their personal um, business, which I am so grateful for because there's some of this stuff, there's only so deep I can go. I can't obviously advise on retirement plans and stuff and wouldn't know how to anyway, but um, it's really great when they allow that kind of thing because some of this stuff is really complex. Yeah. Well, I think one, one of the people to like transition a little bit, one of the people who you mentioned, uh, advising on some of these things that maybe not through Fraser, but in life was of course, Nathan. And I think it's, it's one, it's powerful that you're able to give that perspective, uh, Two, just as a mom, uh, you know, you're already making a huge difference. But uh, the, the, the piece that I really want to talk about is that Nathan is someone I met um, in San Francisco and interviewed him alongside my friend Eric Dowds. And um, in talking with Nathan, we learned a lot about his work with Net Impact, which has chapters all over, all over the country. I can't tell you how, even how many there are in in San Francisco, but him leading the the chapters that he was leading was really powerful, and the campaigns that he was leading was powerful. Uh, and so I I I love that I have the opportunity to talk with uh, you, Kim. But I'll I'll say for the rep, for the um, for for this conversation, Nathan's mom, so to speak. Uh, I'd love any perspective on on his experience as a change maker because. 
I think for him, uh, and listening back to our interview, um, he was talking a lot about how he went out to San Francisco and in a lot of ways uh, discovered his own power to engage in social justice. Um, but I have his perspective. I'd love to hear more of your perspective just on his journey and, and what he's accomplished and what he's still accomplishing. Yeah, you know, he, um, well, he's inspired me a lot, to be honest with you. I mean, when he left, yeah. all of all of that was in existence. So he learned all of that when he was out in California. And so I was able to watch him learn it and grow and develop business skills. And, um, and some of it, I just don't even understand. I mean, we'll have long conversations on what are you doing? I don't understand that. That doesn't make sense to me. Okay, now that makes sense, but I don't get that part. So, I mean, we sometimes we even get into it a little bit and argue a little bit because I just, I don't see it or maybe I don't see the value of it like he does. So yeah. it's it's been fun. It's been fun to learn a whole different um, set of ideas that I hadn't even considered or thought about. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, me being in Minneapolis and him in San Francisco, I didn't get to see it close up like I would like to do. I would have loved to be at those events and and watch his impact evolve. Evolve. I didn't get that opportunity, but I could see, you know, when there's documentaries or if there's, a, you know, an article that he's involved in or something net impact or up to us would have a lot of um, videos online where I could watch those kinds of things. So it was really surprising to me actually to see how he grew in those five years with yeah. those two groups yeah and I learned, I, i'm still learning every day <laughs> yeah and it's it's interesting to hear your perspective because even as you were talking about nathan uh it made me think about myself and about um you know my parents and my mom especially and um, just that, and this is something that I see with a lot of people, um, people around my age who are doing some impactful things that, you know, to your parents, you're just, you know, you're just you, you're, you know, Nathan's Nathan and, uh, you know, I'm Matt to my mom. And, and so I think it's, it's interesting to hear, um, uh, that perspective too, because I'm not, I, I have the benefit of, um, well, one being someone who who went to college and then seeing other people other peers do great things but i also have the benefit of when i was in college um, working with the the office of parent services at my university which basically meant that i would meet a lot of parents interact with a lot of parents and and yeah it, it's it's interesting because i i sort of i'd love to hear more from you again from that that parent perspective and again your perspective as a person like what were some of those um things and it does need to be specifics but what were some of those things you felt like you picked up on from nathan well the the events that he had and you know watching watching him put it together first of all mm -hmm. the ideas that he had and um you know the the different um, social media ideas that he had with it. Like, and it's hard to explain, but kind of putting it all together and he'd have, you know, maybe 10 different things that he was doing for one event and then watching it all unfold. Yeah. 
it was kind of a learning experience for me that way, just in the mechanics of it, let alone the content. So right. it was, and then watching him do it was so amazing because I, I would not have guessed that he was going down that path. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then just trying to, the complexity of it, I thought some of the stuff that he was talking about was really smart and complex. Yeah. So um, just trying to take it all in really and, and learn as I go. Cause I didn't, even the events that he went to, uh -huh. you know, and I would watch some of the videos that came along with it. Not that he was in it, but other people or other, a lot of political leaders and stuff were right. in it. So just trying to understand what it's all about and um, how is it funded and how is, you know, what's the impact and yeah. how is it mentioned, you know, all of those things. Yeah. You know, organizations I had never heard of before. Uh -huh. so, I don't know. It was just really fascinating, the whole thing. And I was also trying to figure out what he was interested in, you yeah. know, it was surprising to me that he was so in, that he is so interested in civic engagement. Mm -hmm. I would have thought that he'd be more interested in the event planning of it, and the, you know, yeah. meeting the people and having fun and <laughs> the yeah. social media side of it, which he does enjoy those things. But he really is into civic engagement, and so um, it's been kind of a learning thing that way. Has uh, has seeing Nathan's journey, but of course you're also I know um, you know exposed to like other young people in your work to you know to an extent or I should say tangentially through Fraser. Uh, has that shaped how you've thought about young people and and what young people can or will contribute? And I, I ask that because like the last. Uh, person that I, the last people I interviewed were the parents of one of my friends and they were talking a lot about just seeing him and how that's affected uh, their perspective or mm -hmm. seeing, seeing both of their kids and how that's affected their perspectives. But I'd love to hear just more from you of like how, if that's had any effect on you. I think what it's done is it's shown me what um, people can be capable of, you know, just by changing environments, changing schools, meeting new people, um, understanding new ideas. Yeah. And um, in his case, he was really motivated to learn new things and really learn a lot of new things. And he has the ability to absorb and really um, technology savvy. So, to, you know, on the other side of that, some of the people that I know just in general um, whether it's through him or just in passing, the level of motivation is shocking to me in some ways, how motivated he is. I just don't see that in most people, to be honest. You know, yeah. usually a bachelor's degree check. Good. <laughs> All right, go. <laughs> go to work. <laughs> yeah. I think he's really I, motivated to keep going and really make a lot of change. And so I give him a lot of credit. I hope he can do it. Yeah, I think that's a great that's a great point too, and something that I haven't thought a lot about because I think and if you were to ask Nathan this, I would imagine that he's been exposed to a lot of people, especially when he was doing in San Francisco on campus doing this work. 
he was exposed to a lot of people like him who are making a difference. And, and I feel like to me, uh, you know, I've interviewed a lot of change makers. And so I feel like everyone's making a difference, but the reality is it is special, you know, when someone is making a difference and so motivated to change the world in, in some way. Um, but I think just thinking about your experiences overall, um, whether it's, you know, as someone doing the work that you're doing, as a mom, as I'm sure many of the other hats, all the other, any of the other hats that you wear, I'm wondering if there's like any piece of advice that you would offer to, um, you know, someone, I'll say, I say someone like Nathan, because I, I don't necessarily mean an, a piece of advice for him, but a piece of advice to another young person who wants to find their place and make a difference or find their fit and make a difference? Well, I mean, the one thing that he does have as is a level of positivity and he, if he gets down, he gets down for a very short period of time. He picks himself up and, and keeps pushing forward and he knows what he wants and he, he wants to just keep pushing in that direction. And I think, you know, for myself and my experience, I lost momentum and just sort of had to move in a different direction and keeps the fight up and, and in a positive way. And, you know, so we talk about, you know, how to do it differently or change it up or yeah. uh, something isn't working, do it a little different. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, that's what's been very interesting too. He isn't losing that momentum at all. Yeah, and I think I think that's also a good lesson to try and try and try again. And just if you could find a different path, uh, then take that path rather than stopping and then turning back and going where you came from. You know, sometimes it's not that easy. And, and I know that Nathan knows this from just college. I know this from college and figuring that out that it could be tough, especially when you're not close to home, but there's a lot, you know, there are a lot of options and sometimes you could make things really work for you if you just try. And as you were saying, if you change your environments or tweak things. Mm -hmm. Makes a little bit can make a big difference. And so he's, he's done well with that piece of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think the, the best part is that he's at least for now, he's home and around and no one who's listening to this or, Hearing this, we'll be able to see, but you're, it's, I see Nathan's name uh, on, the, on the recording. So his name is right there. So clearly he helped you get set up, which I think is amazing. And, um, you know, it's good. It's really great to hear this perspective on his experience. And, and so I can't wait until you see his interview or listen to his interview and he listens to yours. And so... Uh, I, I, I'll have to give you a sneak peek or something just to make it fair so you could do that all at the same time. But yeah, That sounds really fun. We're both actually really looking forward to that. And I think that was right at the tail end, of right before he left San Francisco. Yeah. So it's been a little while. Yeah. And so fun to hear what he was talking about, what was important at, the, at that time. Oh, yeah. And it'll be great to also, I think, just considering there's going to be the full podcast for, for you to know, and, but for anyone who's listening, there's going to be the full podcast interviews, which I, I think I'll, I'll actually be able to re release 
sooner, but then there's the full film, 20s and Change is the name. And so that is a labor of love, editing it all together. And when you talk about motivation, I'm putting all of my motivation, Eric, uh, who I'm working with on this too, is putting all this motivation into editing this and bringing it to life. So I'm excited for it to call, all come to life and to have um, you know, this little bit of a change maker documentary that, that I'll be able to share. But I think, you know, as one of the final questions I have for you, just on a note related, since we're talking about documentaries, uh, I'd love to know from you a question I ask from everyone I interview. If your life were a book or a documentary, what would the title be and why? Wow. Well, um, I probably would it'd be called fed up because I'm so fed up with the feds and I wish that we could flip the conversation and, and really somebody on that end would sit down and talk to us the way I talk to the people who come into my office. I mean, I don't know how we're expected to get into a voting booth and, and make decisions on, you know, all these ideas with the different ways healthcare can go when we really don't understand the impact, when you really get into the details, we, we get a lot of sound bites, we get a lot of spin, but really when you drill down on some of these ideas, we don't know what it means and what it looks like. And so I wish, I wish that we, it would be more of an eight part mini series, I'm afraid that a <laughs> documentary because there's so much involved with healthcare and, every idea would go in a completely different direction and it takes yeah. years and years to implement a, a policy of that magnitude for so many people it's yeah. just hard to understand it yeah one thing that that i think is is sort of funny even thinking about um your title of fed up but also what you're just talking about with like this complex and healthcare system and then the, the politics that tie into that and everything else is that even just talking with um, Nathan and thankfully and just watching this back and editing it I I um I was reminded of this but he was talking so much he talks so much in the interview about complexity of these different issues and I think what you're saying is so powerful around the um, positivity and the need for it because it can get really exhausting to live in a world where you know we where we really have no choice to be you know fed up with the feds or to deal with these complicated healthcare systems that you know in other countries it might be a lot easier more streamlined or understandable for people and so I think just to say that um, I definitely see the family resemblance between the two of you. And I, I think it's, it's, I don't know who's, who's rubbing off on who more, but I, I would assume that you're, you're the one who's responsible for um, <laughs> just the person that I was able to, to meet back in, in June uh, as part of 20s and Change. So I just want to thank you for, um, for what you're doing as a as a change maker for also helping support a change maker in, in what you're doing well thank you and i wish you good luck with with your documentary and i'm really excited to see it and see thank Nathan's you. role in it and see everybody's role in it it's going to be fun yeah and i i think it's 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 going to be a lot of fun i'm excited to see the final thing too 
Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a lot of footage to edit through, but it's all, um, it just takes me back to look back at all of it, as I was saying. And I think just thinking about the work that you're doing and, and, and Frasier in particular, though, I, I'd wonder, um, just as we wrap up, where could people, um, you know, learn more about your work or connect with you? Or where can people um, learn more and connect with Frasier? Yeah, so, um, well, Frasier is a wonderful website, www.frasier.org, and it's a big company here in uh, Minneapolis, so definitely go there and, and see the work that they're doing out there for, the, for people of, of all ages in, in housing, education, healthcare, and so really important work there, and so I appreciate you asking about it. Um, certainly, can connect with me through Frasier. And um, can be at Fraser.org. Give me, a, you know, send me an email. And um, I think that there's a lot of organizations out there doing really good work. And so, for profit and nonprofit. And so, I think just thinking about, you know, the people and the services needed. I hope that people do take the time to take take a look at it, whether it's Fraser as a nonprofit or even some of the hospitals and just thinking about those people in those jobs and, and how much um, attention they're paying to people and, and caring for people because there's a really a lot of good people out there doing really good work. Yeah, and there, and there are a lot of people doing really good work. And back to what, what, I was, what we were saying earlier, you know, some of them know they're change makers. I hope, I hope, fingers crossed, that by the end of this, you know that you're a change maker and making a difference in some way, or at least start to think of yourself as a change maker more because, um, you know, the people who are, who are on the front lines need people like you to make sure that they have their insurance, to make sure that, they have, that, they're, that they're taking care of themselves properly. And so I'm glad that you're able to make sure that we're all checking the boxes um, and making sure that people, especially um, thinking of Frasier and, and the work with autism and with people with different disabilities and disorders, um, that those people are taken care of so that the kids with autism um, and others get the support that they need. Yeah, well, thank you. And, and luckily, you know, Nathan is, is good at um, pointing those things out, recognizing and then putting me in touch with, with people like you. So um, it's easy, a little bit easier for me to understand, you know, having a conversation like this, yeah. how you can see somebody being a change maker who really doesn't think that they are. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Yeah. But thanks again for, for being part of this, Kim. Definitely tell Nathan that I say hi wherever he is. Uh, and uh, as I say at the end of all of my interviews, each and every one of my interviews, uh, definitely keep impacting. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Let's Care, the 180 Degrees of Impact podcast. I really appreciate it, and I'm glad that you could be along on this journey. And it's only really just about to pick up with the 20s and Change film series and podcast series coming out starting next week. And so if there's one thing I can encourage you to do, it is to go to www.letscare to subscribe to the email list so you can stay tuned for news and updates as it relates to 20s and Change 
San Francisco, the podcast series, and the film. Now, without further ado, as I say at the end of each of my podcasts, first and foremost, please rate, review, subscribe, give five stars if you think it's five stars, and share this podcast with a friend. And of course, even more importantly, keep impacting.